0: standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. In episode 31, we began our discussion of what is the social studies curriculum by talking about its definition. Today's podcast is going to deviate from our direct understanding of what is social studies in order to better understand this term I keep using, curriculum. I think it's important to understand this term because it dictates how social studies is debated, taught, and ultimately learned in our classrooms. As an added bonus, our curriculum discussion will help you unpack what makes up other curriculums you are given and instructed to teach, like science, the word study curriculum you have, or mathematics. So by the end of this episode, I promise you will have a better understanding of the eight types of curriculum that relates to the social studies curriculum that we teach in public schools, and other curriculums for that matter and this information will help you determine any small steps that you may want to take in your classroom to ensure the social studies units and lessons actually resonate with your students. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, this episode will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. I mentioned in episode 31 that the term social studies is defined as the study of social relationships and the functioning of society and usually made up of courses in history, government, economics, civics, sociology, geography, and anthropology. We talked about how there are many subtopics of social studies in episode 31, and to some degree, the basic premise for teaching social studies is to assist our students with the knowledge and understanding of history, cultures, civilization, becoming an informed and productive citizen, engaging in civic work, and helping each child understand themselves and how they fit into their community, city, state, country, and the world. This is really a simple and very short recollection of episode 31, though. I highly encourage you to listen to it and take a few moments afterwards to think about what some of your goals for teaching social studies are and if they align with what was discussed in episode 31. Why does understanding the types of curriculum, though, matter in this whole conversation? When teachers understand curricula, they carry that expertise into their own planning and design. This expertise can create optimal learning environments for students' understanding, success, and overall academic growth. Understanding the different types of curriculum can help you create a good curriculum, or maybe one that creates and supports a positive culture and identity for your students, or it keeps up with an ever-changing world. It makes learning and your teaching consistent, and it opens the door for collaboration between you and your colleagues, you and your students, and students with each other, and pretty much everybody with everybody. It can also help your school save money and buy only what you need, will use, and what aligns with your school culture and goals and the teachers. And it provides measurable targets for which you can use to assess your students' learning and growth. I'm here to tell you that despite your feelings about the social studies materials in your classroom or possibly lack thereof, I believe this discipline is one of which you have the most control over. Linking your knowledge of social studies materials and topics with an overall understanding of what types of curriculum you're working with and within will only help you be and become a better, more effective teacher, and it will help you be more creative in the ways you teach this amazing and challenging discipline we call social studies. I keep mentioning this word curriculum as I talk about social studies. And do you know that there are many different kinds of curriculum? Let's take a moment just to define the curriculum term briefly because you know that's how I operate. Get the definitions out of the way right away. Merriam Webster defines curriculum as a set of courses constituting an area of specialization. So all of the parts of social studies and anything else you may add to make it relevant for your students. That is the social studies curriculum for you. Now let's get to the different kinds. William & Mary School of Education Counseling Division has a blog to describe the eight different types of curriculum. I'll add the link to this blog in the show notes, but in addition, I'm going to make a bigger deal about one of the eight. I think you'll agree with me when I discuss this type in more detail, as it seems to be important, particularly when discussing what and how to teach social studies. So without further ado, here are the eight types of curriculum. Number one, written curriculum. A written curriculum is what is formally put down in writing and documented for teaching. The written curricular materials come from a formal curriculum company or a school district curriculum specialist and are developed to meet specific learning goals, align with standards, and meet your objectives. Number two. The taught curriculum. This type of curriculum refers to how teachers actually teach the content. Taught curriculum is less predictable and standardized because it varies from one teacher to the next depending upon how the teacher teaches it. Taught curriculum can also be the result of the tools and materials the teacher has or finds to meet the student's learning needs. This point is especially critical for students who have additional learning needs like those needing special education or gifted education services. So their taught curriculum might look a little bit different than the taught curriculum and mass. Number 3, the supported curriculum. A supported curriculum involves all of the additional supports needed to teach. So examples of the supported curriculum include textbooks, field trips, software and technology, and any other innovative new technique to engage students, including specialized school personnel who could support the curriculum. So supported curriculum is things, people, places, technology, anything you use to support the curriculum you're teaching. Number four, the assessed curriculum. Assessed curriculum is also known as the tested curriculum. It refers to any quizzes, Tests, portfolios, presentations, group projects, problem based learning outcomes, and other kinds of methods that you use or you put into your teaching and learning that measure the student's success or what the students have learned as a result of the curriculum being taught. Number five, the recommended curriculum. This type of curriculum stems from what experts in education suggest. These experts include those who are nationally recognized researchers, policymakers, legislators, school district curriculum experts, outside consultants, book companies, and anyone else that can recommend curriculum for you or your school. The recommended curriculum focuses on the content, the standards, any skill sets to be taught, and tools that the educators should prioritize in the classroom when teaching the content. Number six, the hidden curriculum. The hidden curriculum is the curriculum that is not planned, but it has a significant impact on what the students learn. This type of curriculum is not always communicated or formally written down, but it includes implicit rules, unmentioned expectations, actions, remarks, and the norms and values of a culture that exists in the space where the curriculum is being taught. So sometimes what is not said or emphasized by the teacher, makes up the hidden curriculum. Sometimes, though, the hidden curriculum can form as a result of a judgment made or a reaction to something discussed in the classroom, either good or bad. Both teachers and students are affected by the hidden curriculum, and it can be a source of angst when things go awry. So I recommend open communication and empathy to help navigate any negative effects that sometimes occur when the hidden curriculum is misinterpreted. Number seven, the excluded curriculum. The excluded curriculum is also known as the null curriculum. It refers to what content is not taught in a class, so basically what is left out. Sometimes what is left out is definitely intentional. Other times, what is left out is not intentional or unintentional. Either way, the excluded curriculum can shape students as much as what is included. This is the one I wanted to make a bigger deal about because this is huge when talking about teaching social studies. I wanted to emphasize this curriculum type even more than the others because every day we are faced with a dilemma, what to teach in social studies or what not to teach in social studies. That becomes the question. My advice, choose wisely. And when in doubt, talk about it with your trusted teacher friends, administrators, or curriculum specialist. Make the best curricular choices you can. Your student's learning potential definitely depends upon it. And finally, we have the learned curriculum. The learned curriculum refers to what the students walk away with from a class or a lesson, what they actually have learned. This includes the subject matter and knowledge that they learned and that you've assessed in the assessed curriculum, but also it can include additional changes in attitude that they have as a result of what was learned or discussed, different opinions, and how the student feels overall about the content learned from an emotional perspective. As you can see, the learned curriculum often goes beyond what is assessed on a test or quiz, although these things should be considered and learned as well. So the major takeaway here is that there is much more to teaching and learning curriculum than actually meets the eye. And what we do or don't teach really matters every day in our classroom. So take the time to dig deeper into the curriculum that is handed to you by your school administrator or found during an internet research or purchased on Teachers Pay Teachers. You may find that making decisions that are good and accurate for your classroom of students could really make or break the learning outcomes. But you already knew that, didn't you? So before I go, let me list the eight curriculum types again. They are as follows. Number one. The written curriculum. Number two, the taught curriculum. Number three, the supported curriculum. Number four, the assessed curriculum. Number five, the recommended curriculum. Number six, the hidden curriculum. Number seven, the excluded curriculum. And number eight, the learned curriculum. In the case of social studies curriculum and its history in the United States, these types of curriculum came into play in major ways. And according to Ross, the debate for the purposes and organization of the social studies curriculum has created waves of tension among policy people, professional associations, educational foundations, textbook companies, states, local school districts, teachers, students, and parents, just to name a few and has been discussed and argued many, many, many times over throughout our history as a nation who educates our youth. Determining what is and what is not worthy under the umbrella of social studies education is and will continue to be a source of debate. But this is often the case when a discipline is malleable and evolving every day, like social studies is. So I equate this to hurting an elementary class back into the school after recess is over. It's never an easy job, but one that is worthy of our time, energy, and struggle in order to provide the best possible learning for our students. I highly recommend that you tune into episode 33, where we will discuss some of the stakeholders who influence what, how, and when we teach social studies in the United States. It's an episode you won't want to miss. Whether you consider yourself a creative teacher or not, or just need a spark to re-energize your classroom atmosphere tomorrow, I hope our discussion today of the eight types of curriculum will help you confidently engage your students and create an atmosphere for high-quality content, instruction, and amazing learning potential to begin. Before we part, this section of the podcast called Cut That Out is one I do every time. Well, almost every time. Here, I'll give you an access to a handout so you can remember the eight types of curriculum to think about, plan, and practice in your classroom. You'll find the handout this week on my website at pagehendrix.com. that's P-A-I-G-E hendrix.com, along with today's show notes. for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to get off the dotted line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.